When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. It's Tuesday morning. We're a day late. I was traveling yesterday, so we're going to recap Iowa State, Kansas State. Talk, of course, uh, about looking ahead to tomorrow night against Oklahoma State. Uh, Maybe we'll talk about the Iowa State women last night just a little bit. They had a tough one against the Baylor Bears uh, at Hilton Coliseum. Uh, But what's up, Scott Christofferson? How was your weekend, man? Weekend was great. Um, It's March. Cyclones are hot. Life couldn't be better, right? It could not be better. Could not be better. They made us, they made us sweat for it on Saturday. I mean, I will say this team, you know, they, they make you watch all 40 minutes, but uh, Hey, wins are wins and we'll take them any way we can get them. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. My man, uh, as always, corner three is presented by our friends at Mechdyne. You can learn more about them at mechdyne.com. Uh, great supporters of us here at Cyclone Fanatic. Uh, we've got a couple other sponsors we're going to tell you guys about later on in the podcast. Uh, but you mentioned it. This, the Cyclones made us sweat as much as they possibly could with a 74 to 73 win over Kansas State. Uh, built a 15 point lead against the, the Wildcats again. Uh, once again, nearly blew the entire 15 point lead during the final stretch of the game. But man, uh, <sighs> Oh, wins a win, you know, and you get some big time performances. Caleb Grill comes in off the bench, hits, scores 18 points, went from six of 10 from three point range. You get 17 points from Isaiah Brockington, 13 points from Tyrese Hunter. And you just do just enough to be able to seal the win. And uh, obviously it was in stressful fashion, but it's a win nonetheless on the road in the big 12 uh, to continue to cement your NCAA tournament resume. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it, it felt a lot like the first game, quite honestly. I mean, you know, they get, they get it going in the second half and you're like, man, this is going to be a fun one. And, you know, before you know it, it's, we're biting our nails and waiting on one of the longest, uh, referee powwows. I think I've ever, uh, you know, witnessed just with them, you know, sitting there trying to figure that out, but they, Hey, they made the plays, they got the win and, uh, that's all we can ask for, man. That that referee powwow at the end was something else because <laughs> it's it's really hard when you watch those games sometimes because and okay, no, like nothing against King McClure. I got a lot of respect for him. He was playing in the Big Twelve like two years ago, so it's mm-hmm. hard for me to not cut him some slack when he's trying to do these games but man, he does not do the best job of explaining what's happening sometimes or helping people understand what exactly is happening in games. And, you know, I don't know how many people even realize the rule change that when you're running out of bounds or jumping out of bounds, you can't call timeout, you know, but I will say, I also don't understand how an official can blow their whistle in that scenario And then Kansas state still gets the basketball more or less gets the timeout that they called that they shouldn't have been able to call because of the fact that the officials have to stand there forever and discuss it. Like that was one of those things where I sit there and I'm like, man, this official tried way too hard to insert themselves into the game. 
you know, because they, they were right on fired up, ready to make the call. And then all of a sudden it turns into a disastrous type of play where you're like, what the hell is going on here? And how is this, how this is going to end up? Yeah. I mean, I thought that it was, it's kind of a cop-out call, you know, I mean, yeah. you're sitting there, you guys are discussing this forever. This is a, a live play guys trying to make a hustle play and grab the ball, catch a timeout. You know, he doesn't, I think everybody that watched it and knows the rule would agree. Kansas state did not possess the basketball. That should not have been a timeout. I mean, I, I just, I thought it was a cop-out call, but fortunately it didn't cost us the game. Uh, fortunately we were able to come out and get a, a tough stop and, and, you know, Jaden Walker had a just remarkable sequence there at the end of the game. And, you know, so happy for this team and for him, especially, you know, to seize an opportunity like that in a moment like that and make a, you know, a game winning type of defensive effort was, uh, was really cool to see from a young guy who's had to wait his turn this year. Yeah. And it's wild to see with Jaden Walker, who now in back-to-back games has been in, in the game, in the middle of the play for the crucial defensive play of the game, whether it's Isaiah Brackington's steal on Wednesday night against West Virginia uh, and then to be able to get the stop against Nigel pack and force a, and then get a steal as well, uh, and force a turnover and be able to, to get it done to win the game. And, and that's especially impressive when you consider the fact that Nigel pack was in his bag for the majority of the game with 32 points. Uh, like I, you know, I just got, a, I got a lot of respect for Jaden Walker because it would have been really easy for him early in the year to decide to just completely check out or shoot, even go in the transfer portal at semester or something like that. And he just kept working and kept grinding. And it, I mean, it took until the last quarter of the season for him to finally break through and get consistent minutes. And I feel like even though he makes some pretty ridiculous mistakes, sometimes there's a lot of guys on this team that have a tendency to make some pretty ridiculous mistakes sometimes, but man, almost every time that he comes in, there's something positive that's happening. You know, and it, it just seems like it's very rare that he leaves the game and you don't feel like his minutes were a net positive. Yeah. And I think as he gets more and more comfortable playing, he will make fewer and fewer of those mistakes. I mean, he's, you can tell he has a skill set and a feel for the game. And what I really like about him is, you know, with him and Isaiah out there at the same time, if when you will go small, I mean, you've got two college threes that play well above the rim rebound well above the rim. They just give you so much versatility as far as being able to switch things. They rebound really well for their size because of their leaping ability. And I just think he is really, I don't think they should play like 35 minutes of small ball per game, but to be able to go to, you know, anywhere from, I would say 15 to 25 minutes a game where you're, you've got that small ball lineup in, I mean, it's certainly helped them offensively. And then, you know, now if George gets an early foul trouble or something, you've got something you can go to, to throw a change up at the other team. And you don't, you know, you don't feel like you're, you're, you're quite as hurt as you might be with a, a guy like George in early foul trouble, which has happened from time to time this year. So I, I think Jaden Walker has been a big part of what this team's turnaround, quite honestly. Man, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel too bad about George kind of getting into early foul trouble when Bob Jones is going to post offensive ratings at 208, like he did the other day. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it goes eight of eight or go, scores eight points on four or four from the field had four had uh, four boards and an assist, a block and a steal, man. Bob Jones is just out there stuffing the stat sheet, my man, you know, and look, Bob's been a great role player for this team, yeah. right? Like, I mean, not every game. Do you see that out of him? Some games he plays five to seven minutes, other games he can give you, you know, 15 to 20, but 
you know, he comes in, he does his job, he plays his butt off, you know, are there some mistakes he makes that we kind of like, you know, scratch our head, but that that's basketball. I, I used yeah. to make those mistakes too. I made a lot of people scratch their heads in my time. So I, I, I'm a big job Bob Jones fan. And I just, I love that this team is starting to have more ways to play yeah. than just one. They have more ways that they can hurt you more things that they can throw at you. And I think it will make them whoever they get matched up with and whatever, whatever four team tournament they end up in, in the first weekend, their margin for error is going to increase because of what they've kind of unleashed in the last few weeks here. Yeah. And I think that one thing we've kind of just figured out is there's a handful of guys on this team that are the fewer minutes that have the, to have to play the more effective that they're going to be. And I, and that doesn't sound exactly how I mean it to, but I'm saying when you need to play Bob Jones, 30 minutes, he's going to be less effective than he is when you have to play in 15 or 20. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And yep. it's like, you, they're guys that the more you have to play them, the more it opens the door for things to kind of get haywire. But when they only have to play and do their job for a certain stretch of the game, man, they can go out there and do that. Uh, they can go out there and get it done, you know, uh, on a consistent basis and play at a really high level. It's just like, we can't expect too much of these guys on a given basis. No. And, and I think, you know, that's where Bob or yeah, Bob has been great with you. He embraces that role. You know what I'm saying? Like there's been games where he plays six minutes and comes in and gives us, you know, three fouls and just, and, and sometimes that's what they need. So no, I, not every player do you measure up by their stats, like, right. Like with like Tyrese or Isaiah, you know, you kind of look at their stats and get a feel of how they played because you know, they're going to have the ball in their hands a lot. We task them with a lot of responsibilities, but like George and Bob have had some really nice games where they only score two or four points, but their activity level and the, the second uh, chance um, rebounds that they create for other guys with their effort, it doesn't show up on the stat sheet, but it's really valuable. And I just love, you know, early on, we had some times where both of those guys got in foul trouble and we hadn't really unleashed a, a small ball lineup that was effective for us. So when that happens, you're kind of sitting there grinding your teeth, like, man, this is going to be a war of attrition. The Texas tech at Texas tech game comes to mind on that. And now that they've found an effective way to play moving jazz to the five, it just gives them so, another way to get through navigating any sort of foul trouble that they get. And, you know, Jaden Walker, I, again, I, I, I look at him and I see a guy that as he gets more and more comfortable, I'm not saying he's going to be a, a primary playmaker for this team, but this guy's got a little bit more juice to his game than I necessarily realized 60 days ago or 90 days ago. I mean, he's a, a great athlete, but you can tell he can make passes. He can handle the ball a little bit. You know, I, I think long-term he's got a chance to be a, a, a really nice player. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I, I think that it, I was skeptical, uh, but I think that's mostly because I saw him playing primarily the point guard. Yep. last year and he just is I thought it was pretty clear at that point that he was not a point guard you know and that was kind of where I landed on it of like I don't know how much more of the Jaden Walker point guard experience I need you know in the experiment to see if that's going to be his kind of role but man I think that this role that he's in now this fits him so much better we even saw him make a three-pointer the other night you know like if you can be a guy who that was, I felt like important for him because now he's played in enough games. He's going to get onto that scouting report and people are going to have an idea of what he's going to try and do. 
and you even start to see Kansas State do a little bit the other day, teams are not going to guard him at the three-point line. You know, like that that's eventually going to be a, a thing. So he has to be willing of if your guy is just going to sit in the paint and not even going to try and come out there and guard you, shoot the ball, you know, mm-hmm. and he shot the ball confidently and he it went in. And I was like, man, I don't know that you need much more from him than that, you know, to go one for one. Maybe sometimes you're going to go zero for one, but like at least make someone think that you might shoot the ball. And that's, what's going to continue to open up those driving lanes and keep things, you know, open for everybody else. And, um, I don't know, like, I, that's where I've got to give, you know, you got to give some kudos, I think to the staff for, you know, identifying something that he would be able to, to slide in and, and really impact the team with, because I just, I don't think that, you know, really even coming into the year, there had been much of that where it was like, he had talent, but it's like, what can he do? To help us, you know. Well, in his because defense, not when you're guard. playing behind Isaiah Brockington, yeah. you play the same position as him. You know, it's uh, it would take some um, creative creativity from the coaching staff, right, to figure out a way to get him out on the floor. I agree with you. I think he's a wing that can initiate some offense. I don't necessarily see him as a point guard. Mm-hmm. Probably doesn't shoot it well enough or confidently enough today to stick him out there at the two. But you know, he's a guy that. I think as he gets more and more comfortable, it's not like he has a bad looking stroke. I mean, no. he, he looks like he can shoot the basketball. So um, kudos to the staff for finding that, that a way to get him on the floor and give him a shot. And, you know, I've played with guys who got, when they got their shot, were not ready. They sat around there at the guy at the end of the bench. Oh, coaches, coaches got it out for me. You know, blah, a lot, a lot of, I'm not going to go work out anymore. I gained five, 10 pounds in the season. Now all of a sudden I get my shot and I'm not ready. And I just think it really speaks to him, especially in a day and age where you have the transfer portal at your disposal all the time, which I'm a big fan of, by the way, but for him to stick it out, stay committed to this team, stay committed to his game and be ready to capitalize on his opportunity. Um, I think it speaks to the culture of this team, quite honestly. I mean, it's just kind of been the MO. And I think for a guy like Jaden playing last year on a team that only won two games, I wasn't around that locker room at all, but doesn't sound like the culture was necessarily where we would all like for it to be. I think this is where, when you talk about building a program, having a culture of upperclassmen that can keep everybody together and on board through adversity when things aren't going their way personally. And then it manifests itself in this guy getting an opportunity coming out and playing. Like that's why you hired TJ Otzelberger. You know what I mean? Like I see sometimes fans will tweet about, you know, why doesn't he do this or what? Okay. I mean, I'm not saying we can't have conversations about strategy, but when you, when you talk about a guy that gets people and gets building a program on a solid foundation, if there's not a solid group of veteran leaders in that locker room, you don't know what happens to your young players when they sit for two thirds of the season. And I think that should give us a lot of confidence, not only in this team, but in this program moving forward, that that sort of a culture has been established. Absolutely. And, you know, I think you'd, you kind of see these same elements come into play with Caleb Grill. Uh, you know, like I mentioned, had six, 18 points on six of 10 from three men when that kid is shooting the ball confident and like really confident, you know, he always like looks kind of confident, but there's also like some hesitant hesitancy to it, man. When he just pulls up and fires, like he's, he's electric as a three point shooter. You know, there's something about the state of Kansas that 
Caleb Grill just yeah, those really comfortable. Come on, man, tap those things together, close your eyes, and say I there's know, no man. place like home. Holy smokes. He had yeah. it cooking. Yeah, man, you've been saving that for two days, haven't you? <laughs> you've been thinking about that for two days. I know it. I, I will say I don't pre-plan my jokes. I, I, I have a reputation for some corny jokes, and uh, none of them are pre-planned. Uh, I promise. Oh, man. I, I'm surprised you didn't tweet that out, honestly. If I would have thought of it two days ago, I would have tweeted it out. No yeah. question about it. Oh, man. But, I mean, he, like he just – if he hits a couple early on in a game – you know, it almost feels like, man, okay, Caleb made his first one. He might be good for 18 to nine, you know, and well, as, as and, long as he continues to shoot the ball confidently. And, and I think that that's something as a shooter. And I talked with Chris a little bit about this after the, when we did the post game on Saturday, I think one of the things that Caleb maybe struggles with a little bit, some games he gets 10 threes, some games he gets one. And as a shooter, you know, look there, you're never entitled to a certain number of shots as a, you know, a player coming off the bench, but it's nice to know like, okay, when I get in the game, I'm going to play 15 to 25 minutes and I'm going to get like at least three or four looks. We've got a few sets that we run for me when I come in. Cause one of the nice things about Caleb, the other team fears his three point ability. And so they chase him off screens a little bit differently. They hedge his screens a little bit differently. And what you can do off of that is you can run counter actions for other guys where they don't chase other players on our team off of those screens that way. I would like to see them run some stuff for him early because to your point, it seems like when he comes in and can get a three early, you're going to get like 20 minutes of quality basketball from Caleb grill. And he brings an element of shooting that nobody else on this team does, because as we saw on Saturday, I mean, when he's got a roll in 25 feet and in it, 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 that's the green light for him. So I would like to see them try to find a few sets early when he gets in the game and see if he's got it going a little bit and try to get him in the flow because it's hard as a shooter when you play 10 minutes and you've barely touched the ball, let alone gotten a quality look to stay in rhythm and stay confident. It just, I know coaches would say you've got to do it anyways. It's just, it's tough. It's a tough battle to fight. I'm going to make a prediction right here. All right. Are you ready for this? At some point in the postseason game, I don't know if it's going to be down at the T-Mobile Center in Kansas City or if it's going to be in the NCAA tournament. Caleb Grill is going to make numerous massive shots that will help win Iowa State again in the postseason. I can, yeah. I can feel it. Caleb seems like the kind of kid who's going to elevate his game when the moment is the brightest. He is know? a gamer. He, yeah. he is a competitor, a gamer. And I, I want to see, let's, let's set up a lob for this guy. Could you imagine what Hilton would do if they ran a lob for him on Wednesday night, man, that would be, that and would I'm be telling something. you, I've seen him in practice. Hey, that can, can I, fly. I know he can't. I think he was a state high jump champion down in yeah, Kansas no, as I, a high schooler. So he can absolutely fly. I, I know he can, man. What, TJ, if you're listening, I want to lob for him early. Come on now. Right when he checks in the game, instead of running a play for a three, we want to play for a lob. That's that's what we want. What would have happened if they would have thrown you a lob back in the day? You know, I, I think I got a few teammates that back me up on this. I could I could jump a little better than I think people caught could ever would ever have thought. If that would have happened, I think it would have caught people off guard. But uh it was one of my great regrets at college. I, I, I had quite a few dunks in high school. I never got one in college. Man, that's uh, 
It's unfortunate. I, I would have well, liked to see them throw you a lob. They could wasn't have thrown part, you a lob. Wasn't necessarily part of I mean, when I say I could jump a little bit better, I was a good warm-up dunker. I wasn't a guy that was going to go out there in traffic and uh, rise above uh, Quincy AC or anything yeah. like that. So I don't want to oversell it. But I, I will say, I think that my, I have, have, a few, have a few teammates that would back me up on that. I could jump a little bit higher than people probably thought. Well, I don't know, man. I, not like there was any good leapers in the league at that time. You know, that no Blake Griffin. No, and I was Blake not Griffin one or anybody. Them, yeah, I was saying, oh, yeah, there uh, was a few. Uh, Quincy AC, man, that guy was just crazy. Uh, I get out of the way. <laughs> uh, real quick, uh, just want to give a reminder. Our friends from Circus Sports are back in town hosting two big game watches this Wednesday and Thursday at Wellman's Pub and Rooftop out in West Des Moines. Iowa State and Oklahoma State kicks things off on Wednesday. And then Iowa and Michigan on Thursday, come and join us out at Wellman's pub and rooftop for the games, meet the circus sports, Iowa team, find out how you can get some circus swag. I know Chris and Ross are going to be there both days as well, hanging out. And then you can also sign up to win a pair of all session passes to the big 12 men's basketball tournament in Kansas city you can join us and his, and our friends from circus sports at Wellman's pub and rooftop uh, this Wednesday and Thursday night in West Des Moines, man, two all session passes to the big 12 men's basketball tournament, Scott, that's like, gold they're basically giving away gold bars at at woman's this weekend or the middle of the week so all right uh what was it early in the game the slow starts still concern me i have to say i don't want to be the debbie downer but the slow starts still make me nervous get down 13 to 2 in this game had two points with six minutes uh, after six minutes had passed uh in the first half that it does, I don't know how much it matters against the Kansas state and they were obviously able to kind of shoot their way out of it, but man, that follows where you get down eight Oh to Oklahoma. I don't know how much they were down to West Virginia, but, uh, they were just, they dig themselves a hole before the first media timeout every single game, it seems like. And that is terrifying when you are about to go into the postseason. Uh, when you're going to play some teams that have considerably more firepower than some of these other teams that they've faced. It, it seems like the game doesn't really start for us. There's two things that have got to happen for us to the game to actually start in uh, it, for Iowa state. We've got to follow somebody in a jump shot and Isaiah has got to knock down a mid range jumper. Those two things happen. And all of a sudden it's like the light comes on and, and, and we get it going a little bit, but I, I agree all kidding aside. Um, you don't want to do that, especially as you get into, you know, postseason play coming out and getting a, a good start and just getting your, your, your team's feet under you is so important because the momentum, as we get it, as we get into these games where it's win or go home, like the momentum snowballs more right. one way or the other. So like my senior year, we played UConn to start and they were not ready and it was like a 20 point Royce just went crazy. It was like a 20 point game and the game was over before we even got to halftime. And I just think when you get into these sort of atmospheres, those things tend to happen more. So the teams that come out and are prepared, not just physically, but mentally and take over from the, from the very tip, um, they, they tend to do better in these sort of win or go home environments because it's one thing to play from behind when it's like, it's a conference game, win or lose. We still play next Wednesday when it's like, we don't win today and it's over. It's a different type of pressure to play from behind with. So I, I, I agree with you. It's uh, I think that, and then the end of the game management are two things that, you know, if I'm the staff and these these players, we got to tighten that up. These last two games here, kind of dress rehearsal type of thing 
before we get ready for postseason play. Yeah, the end of games was the next thing I was going to bring up. Uh, man, the five second calls, two of them in a row, not ideal. The press break, I would say, press break is. Uh, I don't remember exactly what you texted to me on Saturday as we were watching the game. It was not very complimentary of the press break. The press break. I do remember that. It, it's not good. Uh, I well, think would be a, the best way to put it. The the thing that I don't like about it. First off, we we get the ball and there's nobody in the screen, so we got everybody way up the court, and then we have Tyrese Hunter run as fast as he can in the direction of the ball and break one way or the other, and by the time he makes his break. It's at like count three. So if he doesn't get open, it's like red flag. We got to either take a timeout or we're going to get a five second call. So, right. I mean, if they want to run that press break, that's fine. But Tyrese has then got to start a little bit earlier. You know what I mean? Like he's almost got to start running before the ball is even handed because when you're inbounding the ball and you get to that three count and your guy's not open, it, you kind of get into like, all right, I either got to get a timeout or I got to throw in some sort of lob. And I just thought that happened too many times in that game. Um, personally, I would move Tyrese down the court a little bit, or if they want to keep guys up the floor, cause they've got something that they really like about that. He's got to start his cut earlier. The other piece of it is they throw the ball into the corner all yes. of the time, which is like one of those things, because uh, for some reason, multiple people run the corners and I'm like, that's like the last place that I feel like you want the ball to go to. The reason that those guys are so open is because the other team literally wants you to throw it to those guys in that spot, you know? And, and I like, I, that's just where I'm just not sure exactly what the goal is. You know, you don't want to be running to the corner at full speed. Cause then it's like, you got to catch it, stop yeah. all of your momentum. The defense is chasing you. So like everything, as far as like the momentum of your body and the ball and the defender is on the defender side. And then you get the ball and you're leaning. Now it's like, all right, well, where do I go with it? You really have a hard time. You got to try to either banana cut or it's a little bit more of a stop start thing. Juke uh -huh. your guy, get it. And then you got to get squared up and kind of own that, you know, 12 to 18 inches of space in front of you. When you catch and you're running away, the defense can just take that 12 to 18, 18 inches. And now you're leaning and it's it's a really tough spot to, to attack from. I mean, it's gotta be kind of like, um, you've got to kind of be like a quarterback and a receiver, you know, you got, if you're the point guard, you've got to get yourself open. And if you're the passer, you have to be able to anticipate a guy getting open. Sometimes you got to throw somebody open. Like mm -hmm. it, that's where I think they've got some issues is even times when you get someone open and you've got a guy you can throw it to. I don't think they almost, they, it's like they almost are surprised that someone's open and then they miss the pass, you know, or like they just don't make it on time. So it's like, you've got to be ready and anticipate your guy getting open, but then it's on your guy to have to go and get open. And it, it seems like if Tyrese doesn't get open, that we're kind of unsure of who are second, like who's the second guy we're looking to get the yeah. ball to. I'm not saying we don't like well, guys, that, don't cut, but like, if Tyrese I think that guy is Gabe, isn't it? Like Gabe would probably be the second ball handler, but then he's okay, the one that, who usually that throws well, it in. Yeah. That very well may in. be, but well, oh, cause you're saying, cause he throws it in. Well, yeah. I'm just saying that if Tyrese, cause most teams, you got a point guard on the point guard, and then the big guy or guard, guy guarding the out of bounds is going to try to shade. So if Tyrese's first cut, you can't throw it to him. Okay. So Tyrese comes up, he goes left, he goes right, whatever. He's not open. They take that away. There's got to be a second guy that like demonstratively cuts to the ball 
and calls for it expecting to get the ball. Mm-hmm. If he's taking the ball, I would think that would probably be Isaiah, you know, and, and, and to me, that second ball handler looks a little timid. Like they're yeah. unsure of, do I really want this right now? And when you get these defenses with nothing left to lose, you're, you know, they're, they're playing in attack mode and you're unsure. You kind of see what we saw on Saturday, which is, you know, things can get, get away from you quick. Yeah. I just think this team's got a much more heightened sense of urgency that makes me feel considerably better about where they're at going into the postseason. You know, I think you put it a good way that they're getting hot. Like, I think you can tell they've kind of found their swagger again. Yes. But they just, they look more like a team that belongs to be in, that belongs in the NCAA tournament. They belong in the conversation of being a team that can make a run, you know, as someone that's mm-hmm. capable. And two weeks ago, that was not the case. Like they no. just, they just had to find it again, you know? And I, I think you've, you've seen that. And then with each game, like when you survive, you know, sometimes you just got to survive in advance, but you survive in advance and you start to get a little bit of confidence of like, Hey, we can do this, you know, like we can win these close games and we can, we can beat these good teams. I've seen ones and two seeds struggle to close out games and they still find way. like what matters is that they found a way to win and that they go back to the practice floor and kind of work on some of these things we just talked about. But this team is light years ahead of where they were two weeks ago when we were doing our Monday podcast after that Kansas state loss, just in terms of, like you said, their swagger, their belief in themselves. And, you know, I wrote in the, the um, column yesterday, you think about teams that go on runs, they D they can play really good defense. These guys do that. They've got a guy who can close out games. We've got that. They have great guards. I mean, Tyrese Hunter handing out 10 plus assists on Saturday at Kansas state. Like, he's on the cusp of being like after James Akinjo he's on the cusp of being like that next guy in line in the big 12 I mean he's got some things that he can clean up and work on but like he's already a really 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 good college basketball player there's just a lot to like now you start getting jazz and Caleb and Gabe playing a little bit more confidently and shooting the ball a little bit better I'm not saying that this team is going to be picked by the experts to go to the sweet 16 or final four, but it's teams like that, that end up making runs that nobody saw coming because they've got those core ingredients for win or go home play. I think that they're going to be one of those teams that uh, analysts will have written off in the middle of the season and people will be surprised by some of the improvement that they made in the back half, you know, because it seemed like they had a little bit more. I mean, obviously they had more buzz a couple of weeks ago, but I think people stop paying attention a little bit now. Like they kind of had their tough stretch, you know, during the month of January, but now they've won four in a row. And I don't think I've seen anybody even say anything about that. You know, everybody I, was talking about Iowa state when they were losing whatever, nine of 10 or 11 or whatever, but nobody wants to know. Well, and, and they've been, they've been battle tested. They've been, they've had some, some really tough, you know, semi-embarrassing moments. I mean, blowing a 15 point lead at home at Hilton. And sometimes when you go through that, you kind of find this spot where it's just like, we don't have anything to be afraid of anymore. Like now we can just play everything that we were afraid of happening in big 12 play happened. And we got up and we recovered from it. And now we were, we're hot. We've won four in a row. I think they've got a very winnable game on Wednesday night. Um, like they, they, 
to me, when you go through that, you're more dangerous than when you never, like if you just go through the season and everything's great and everybody's saying good things about you. Now you get into the tournament and somebody that comes up and hits you early. It's like, man, what do we do? We haven't, we haven't been tested like this before. This team will not have that moment. I, I, I have very little doubt that they will flinch in moments of adversity in big 12 con- or big 12 tournament and uh, in the NCAA tournament because of what they've had to go through and overcome. Before we turn our attention to Oklahoma state, I need to tell you guys about Northland insurance agency in Clarinda. Northland insurance is celebrating its 85th year of business in 2022 and is a fourth generation family owned independent insurance agency. Pete Hawley Taylor and their whole staff pride themselves on principled protection with integrity, honesty, and communication. They understand that they are not always going to be the lowest premiums, but they are going to be honest about that and they will never try to upsell you or use high pressure sales tactics to recommend a coverage that they don't believe you truly need. You can learn more about their personal farm and commercial forms of coverage on their website, www.nordlandinsurance.com, where you can also request or start a home or personal auto quote. For commercial and farm quotes, a phone call to 712-542-5175 is all you need, or you can send them an email at nordland at nordlandinsurance.com. It's Nordland Insurance Agency in Clorinda. All right, tomorrow night with Oklahoma State. Man, uh, this team can get to eight and 10, which is just unbelievable after being zero and 18 last season. I'm pretty sure that I, I was just going to throw this out there too. I'm pretty sure that after Saturday, this is all officially the largest one season turnaround in the history of college basketball, uh, surpassing Towson in like 2013 or something like that, uh, which is insane. I want to know how many teams have ever gone from finishing Owen, whatever in their league to finishing uh, or going to the NCAA tournament the next year. Oh. I, I cannot imagine that has ever happened before. No. Uh, um, I, yeah. yeah. Hard. I would agree with you. I can't yeah. think of anyone that I, it's hard to even think of a team that com- comes closer that you can think of in your head that compare it to. Right. Um, all right. Oklahoma state tomorrow night, losers of what? Six, uh, four of seven. Uh, lost to Oklahoma the other night, lost a close one to Baylor. Every game they've played has been close. They've gone to three consecutive overtimes. What do you want to see from the Cyclones tomorrow night on senior night? Well, the first game, they hurt us in transition and we, they hurt us attacking the rim in the half court. So I would say learning from the first game, we've got to protect the rim better. We got to get back on defense quicker. This is an athletic team that looks to push it. And then in the half court, no easy layups, no easy dunks. Um, If they do that, I think Oklahoma state is an adequate shooting team. I don't think they're a dangerous shooting team. So if they can do that defensively, I think they're going to give themselves a really good chance tomorrow night. Then, you know, the boards too, that'll, that'll continue to be important, especially as this team goes to more small ball They've got to find a way to, to break even on the glass. And then offensively, um, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. Keep building off of the success that you're having and looking now, as we have two games in the, before the postseason play begins, like let's fine tune some things. We we've got the small ball going. Isaiah has been great. I love what I'm seeing from Tyrese, but you know, if they can get Gabe and Caleb, like, I don't think neither of these guys are going to be like 45% three point shooters, you know, shooting seven or eight a game, but they've been better of late. I know um, Gabe didn't have a strongest game on Saturday, but he's been better of late. Like 
if they can get a little bit more consistent production out of the two, that's going to increase their margin for error. Jazz has been playing great. I think Anarunas had some nice moments of late. Continue to build off of that success and, and stack success, but um, to me, this game will really come down to for them. Can they protect the pain on defense and rebound it? If they do that, I think they're going to have a, a really strong chance to win this game. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Got to do a better job on Avery Anderson at 34 the first time around. Um, and keeping them off the free throw line would be ideal. It seems like no one is being kept off the free throw line in Iowa State's games recently. Uh, Iowa State shooting a bunch of free throws and so is the other opponents, but uh, Oklahoma State shot 29 of them the last time that these two teams played. So need to kind of do a better job in that area, I would I would say as well. That's a great point. And I think that's something that this team could also improve upon. We got to find a middle ground. When we get into the bonus, we can't just be coming out and like body checking people 30 feet away from the basket or just crawling over somebody for an offensive rebound where it's an obvious call that just gives them, I mean, it's the, it's the equivalent of just giving them a layup on the other end. I mean, yeah. that's something that this team you know, I, I love their aggressiveness and I know TJ is going to err on the side of being overly aggressive, but that's something that I'd like to see them improve upon too. Yeah. I'm right there with you. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you later on in the week. Uh, it was a, it's a good one. Hopefully it can add another one to the, to the win streak here with uh, two games to go in the regular season. Sounds good, man. All right. We'll talk to everybody again soon. Peace.